Safety, the PILZ Podcast, with information on safety, security and automation. A warm welcome to our PILZ Podcast for your safety and I'm really happy to have a guest uh, from Belgium, um, Jan Frank. And uh, yes, I'm really happy that uh, we have also now the possibility uh, to, to have a remote podcast uh, going on. Um, and Jan, how are you? Hello, Hans. Uh, thanks for inviting me. I'm fine. Um, I'm now having this talk from home, uh, not at the office at the moment, but that's due to the current situation, of course. Mm -hmm. How did you start your day? Well, first try to get the kids uh, ready for school. That was the, the, mo the first challenge of the day. And the second challenge oh. was uh, trying to catch up with work because last week I had a few days off uh, at the end of the week. I had a long weekend, so... I had to catch up mm. this morning. So you could, your kids are at school and yeah, the same under the Corona situation. It's not easy, I say, but we have, we have all have to stay safe and to look after each other. So safety is the safety first. Always yeah? safety first. Safety first. Always the safety first. And we are talking about safety today and uh, we are talking about standards um, a spe special standards today but before we talk about the standard topic um, you are working in the ISG group technical support well uh, I'm a international engineer for the international services group within PILS and uh, we do basically two main things. On one hand, we help our uh, larger international customers to, to create one general uh, approach for them to, to have a consistent technical approach with respect to machine safety. That's one part of my job. And the second mm -hmm. part of my job is uh, to develop uh, new trainings, new uh, services and uh, develop the knowledge of our uh, colleagues, our internal colleagues, so they're up to speed on all the technical aspects they have to know. Mm -hmm. Which uh, means you are, you are in uh, for uh, international, you are working for PILS um, on the wide range of uh, the safety and uh, all these safety topics. And as you said, you provide many chances. What do you think about the, the digital way? How can you, my question is, is it possible to, to, to uh, approach this in a digital way? Or uh, what do you think, Jan? Well, luckily uh, we have a lot of digitalization because myself, I live in Belgium. My office is a little bit further down the uh, well, close to Ghent in Belgium. But my actual office is located in Ireland, so uh, that always is kind of a difficult commute. So luckily, we are good in digitalization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, you, that, which means you are uh, in for this uh, since many years, I think. Yeah, you, we have to 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 get in uh, with uh, touch with our colleagues uh, all over the world. So for us, we are really into it since many, 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 well, not many years, but uh, I think teams and all these uh, platforms helps help are helping us to get uh, uh, yeah to the right connection to all the colleagues and especially to the customers how do you get in touch with the customers in those days do you have teams or do you do to to make calls or is it possible to yeah nowadays most of the things are done online eh? uh, definitely in the current situation Uh, that's often how we do it. So uh, teams or if the customer has not a specific system they want to use, we use that one. Okay. Um, internally, a lot of teams, a lot of uh, Microsoft Office stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see. And now speaking about uh, the, the IEC 62061. And before we, we start with this, this uh, standard... You are working also in standardization groups. Did I pronounce this correctly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, st I started to work uh, within standardization first in the Belgium standardization when I was still a member of PILS Belgium. Uh, and I continued to do so when I started to work for ISG. But I also work on the international level as an international expert for uh, certain standards, and specifically the ones on functional safety, uh, as there is 62061. Mm -hmm. And how does it come that you work uh, in standardization? Uh, the, somebody, some, <laughs> there's always a saying, oh, standardization, oh, this is a... Very tough topic and uh, you have to get into, you know, organization and everything and you have to be really keen on it working. And um, how does it come that you work on those in those standard groups? Well, indeed, it is a rather tough topic, but that also means that it's a rather challenging topic. Um, most people see standards as a, a, a complete set of requirements and words but it's much more very often if you understand the reasoning why something is in there if you understand how they came to a certain conclusion it suddenly starts making much more sense and you can start putting it all together much more easily uh, furthermore i must say from my personal side one of my my main objectives always was uh, to to first of all make things safe and second of all Uh, to make things practical, mm -hmm. uh, because I, I come from the practical side. And uh, to be honest, in the beginning, I was always a little bit struggling with uh, this is a standard and standard is re requesting X. How does that correspond? How can I do it? Is that really doable, feasible? Um, and, and that's what I try to achieve with working within uh, standardization to make it practical, mm -hmm. to make it pragmatic so you can easily implement in real world. Mm -hmm. Fine. Um, yeah, I think um, as I, I started with PILS, I uh, just wrote um, uh, documentation on our, the products and PILS products. And um, I found uh, that it's really, uh, yeah, it's nice. I 
all it nice to to talk about all these technical aspects and get into these aspects you know and you always have the questions and also as always uh, mrs pill said you know you have to ask till you get it you know and this is like an adventure yeah it's like an exploration and how now let's let's talk about let's get into yeah let's let's explore the the IEC 62061 and let's give a, a I, I've heard that there are some changes and first of all my question is why and after this maybe let's talk about what has changed Jan well um, very good question. Uh, first of all, why have things changed? Well, um, originally there was um, a whole lot of years ago, there was the intent to have uh, ISC 62061 and ISO 13849 to merge those two standards together. Uh, to not have two separate standards, but create one general standard that comprises it all. Um, and a lot of people worked really hard on it, including myself, uh, uh, on, on making it happen. And uh, what we saw over there was that both standards use similar approaches, but nevertheless are rather different. And, and that's when we started to take, let's say, the best things of both standards, uh, starting to put those together. Now, uh, due to a lot of reasons, uh, that merger didn't come true. Uh, but that resulted, of course, in um, a lot of information and work being present. And that was then taking on board in the 62061 rework, because every standard has to be maintained, has to be reworked once in a while to make sure it's still up to date. It's still representing the state of the art. Uh, um, and that's what we did within 62061 at that point in time. We basically uh, took the old information of the merger, we took the old 62061, we uh, put those together, and we tried to make it a better standard. So we, we first started to look at, um, okay, uh, does it flow correctly, or yes or no? Or do we have to change to how the standard flows? We did that. Then we started to look a little bit at, okay, um, what were the, the positive things from the merger project? Eh? Which things were better in the other standard, eh? because we had to admit it, some things were better. Okay, we took those on board. Um, and then we started to see, okay, we now have, let's say, a basis of a standard, but um, the world is not standing still. The world is always changing and improving, So, uh, and it's becoming more complex. So we had to take those things on, uh, into consideration as well. Uh, and, and that's why, uh, why and when we started to add a lot of other requirements, started to uh, define things a little bit more, uh, fine-tune some stuff, uh, make it a little bit easier to understand, and sometimes close some loopholes, because sometimes people make use of certain uh, parts within the standards and leave them, uh, interpret them as they seem most fit or best for them. Well, that also we try to cover. So in the end, we try to Take everything, put it together, and just make a better, newer edition of it. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I, I appreciate the word flow, yeah, to make it more understandable. And I appreciate also um, the world is turning, you know. And um, I think also state of the art in technical 
um, point of view, um, there's, there are new topics uh, via digitization. For example, let's say industrial security. I think this is one topic which merges into the standard. What do you think? Industrial security? It's a, it's a new topic? Well, I wouldn't say it's a new topic, but it's uh, finally taken on board, let's say so. Uh, since a very long time, it was not uh, really looked upon. Uh, but it is a very important topic because, uh, of course, there is security and the security of your data. Um, but there also is the impact of security on your safety system. Because if you have uh, a safety instrumented system, uh, a safety control system, well, that system can also uh, be subject to, to security breaches. And so security breaches could be somebody uh, logging into it and trying to, to hack the system, but more frequently it's something just going wrong, somebody just loading in the wrong program to the wrong controller and so on. And um, since more of our world is becoming uh, making use of programmable systems and those programmable systems are connected to a network, well, we're much more open to that kind of possible uh, influences, impacts on the safety control system. And that's what we try to um, include inside the standard. Um, we, we still kept it open because security is rather a, a, a topic on its own and it requires an entire investigation on its own. But what we try to do is make the connection with, let's say, the um, the, the, um, the, the impact on the safety control system and how to minimize that. Yeah. Fine. I think this is a new topic, but it's, uh, um, yeah, you have to take it under concern. Uh, my question is, how can we deal and make it and visualize and, and, and to keep it simple, Jan? Well, of course, first of all, you have to understand that functional safety is never simple. Uh, it's all about making, trying to investigate what's the probability of something going wrong and designing a system that can reach the required probability. So make sure you select the right thing, you design the right thing for the right application. So it's not easy, but on the other hand, there are a lot of things that can help you. Um, uh, it's no rocket science, um, but it's Uh, has some challenges in it, but you can always trust on our PILS engineers, our PILS consultants. You can always um, follow one of our trainings where we can explain the topics, where we can help you understand, where we can help you do exercises, uh, make some workshops and so on on those things. Um, so you can grasp the concept. Of course, we also have some nice documentation, as for instance, our functional safety poster, uh, which can help you quickly understand and quickly uh, define the required SIL level um, and, and see the relation with other standards. So there's a whole lot of stuff present, uh, which you can use to, to make your life a little bit better and easier. Um, but in any case, if you have a question or a doubt, just ask one of our people and they'll be glad to help you for sure. Fine. Thank you, Jan. Um, now let's talk about the changes of the IEC 62061. Well, Hans, a lot has changed. Basically, we're talking about almost a new standard. Uh, 
which doesn't mean that your old system now suddenly is not capable of uh, reaching a certain sill according to the new standard, for sure not. Uh, an old system which was okay probably will still be okay, but um, nevertheless, the standard has changed significantly. Uh, for instance, as mentioned, there is a different flow within the standard. Uh, it's been brought up to speed with 615 to correspond a little bit uh, with respect to the, the terminology and so on. But perhaps one of the first major changes is that now the standard is open to all kinds of technologies. So it is no longer limited to only electrical, electronic stuff, uh, but also pneumatic, hydraulic, and so on. All of these technologies are now also within the scope of this new standard. Furthermore, uh, a lot of um, other things are in there, as there is an approach to handle safety functions which are not frequently operated. Uh, um, you most probably know, but um, typically in machine safety, we talk about high demand functions, functions which are often used. Well, uh, problem is that in reality, sometimes also there are some uh, safety functions which are not that often used. Well, how to handle those? 62061 tries to give uh, an approach to it. It also uh, has strongly changed the um, principle of the safety-related application software, uh, where based on the, the programming language and the complexity of um, your, your safety application software, uh, you can use a different system. Uh, and basically, it comes down to how much checks and balances do you have to build in to make sure uh, that what you program is effectively what you need. And, and depending on the complexity of your software, well, you'll, you'll have to do more. Uh, so, so there is a structure in there. There is there's more information on the protection against system uh, systematic aspects as there are uh, EMC security, parametrization, and so on. Uh, all of things are um, also um, modified. And of course, um, another rather important one is that um, the Annex A of the standard now has a modified, let's say, uh, system to define the required SIL. So uh, the SIL level you need. Uh, first of all, the, the hybrid method in itself, which was there from the previous standard, has been adjusted a little bit. But now this methodology also allows, for instance, to be used to define the uh, required performance level. And since uh, the system is a, normal, uh, a hybrid system, that allows you a little bit more flexibility, of course. And furthermore, um, a lot of uh, smaller changes, but also a lot of um, examples are in there. Uh, for instance, there is um, a, a uh, an annex with uh, MTTFD values. Um, there is an annex with diagnostic values and examples of those. Uh, so, so it's not only um, an abstract statement in there, but there also is an example next to it so you can understand what's intended. Uh, there's an annex on safety functions and so on. So the entire standard is made clearer, um, there are some added requirements to it, uh, uh, for instance, also with respect to testing, uh, when and how often you have to test your system, uh, because it's nice to build a nice system, but you have to maintain it also as well. Uh, so a lot of uh, smaller things are in there, but if you're interested to know more, just let us know. <laughs> Jan, you are really into this topic. And uh, I think, as you said, we can provide all these 
let's say, items or uh, changes on our website. Uh, no, yeah, on our website, of course, if you want to get further information yeah, on these changes. And the most important thing is to talk with our experts and with our colleagues or with the colleagues of PILS uh, on this topic. Huh? Yeah, and is this a good idea? Of course. Huh? That sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Jan. Um, and uh, thank you very much for um, yeah, getting a flow into uh, this yeah, very interesting topic, getting an overview about the changes of this standard. And yeah, I wish you... <laughs> I wish you a, a nice day and stay safe. You yeah. too, Hans. Thanks a lot. It was a, a, f a nice <laughs> talk. And uh, take care. Enjoy your day. Yeah. And uh, as always, stay safe. Yeah. And when I have a question on these uh, standards, I will always call you and uh, this I will want to suggest <laughs> to all the listeners um, yeah not only you call our local pills contact <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you okay <laughs> goodbye bye bye see you hopefully see you once again maybe on a fair or somewhere and it was nice to talk to you thank you Jan Hans bye bye it was my pleasure bye bye mm -hmm.